Common Sensors podcast consumers, and a very, very, very happy holidays to all of you out there on this fine 2019 holiday season. That's right. Welcome to the official holiday special for Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an extra special holiday-themed show for you tonight, of course. Uh, if this is your first holiday special for Go Tell It to the Wall, it might be a little weird, but it's okay. I'm in here with a Santa hat that has bells all over it if you're if you're not actually watching the video. Uh, so you're going to get a little extra, you know, a little extra sound from the bells there, and that's okay. It's just part of the, the holiday special itself. We're going through a lot of the usual stuff tonight. However, everything is for the most part holiday themed. We do this every year. This is actually the last time that I will be sitting in the Go Tell It to the Wall studio for 2019, at least the last time recording uh, for 2019. So this is, it's a big moment for, for me personally, uh, and I hope it is for all of you out there as well. So we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. You can keep up with us during episodes, before episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Again, at Magic Muppet. Good stuff on both of those accounts. So make sure you're just following both of them because you know you follow the Orange Menace and all a bunch of other idiots anyway. You may as well follow this idiot as well. You know, it's all good. Uh, and of course, Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook with the Holiday Special 2019. Head over to Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. You're going to find our page right there. Like it. Check back often. That's going to keep you updated on everything and anything that is Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, YouTube channel. Uh, our producers are also on there keeping things in line. So that's that's definitely a good place to make sure you are checking back and keeping up to date with everything pertaining to Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our page. You're going to find all of our beer reviews. All of our live feeds get posted up there after the fact as well, uh, as well as our mental health playlist, our parenting playlist, all kinds of good stuff that is either pulled from the, the podcast itself uh, or independently produced and shot and put up there. So make sure you are subscribed to our page, like the videos, do all the things that you do on the YouTube these days. Uh, and I, I've been mentioning it lately. I'm going to just go ahead and drop it in there. But if you're an Instagram user and you want to follow my own personal Instagram, that's uh, SoCalSean, S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. Again, SoCalSean. Uh, not a ton of Go Tell to the Wall stuff gets posted on there, uh, but if you're interested in keeping in touch and that's kind of one of your main platforms, please, please follow my own personal Instagram account. Uh, again, SoCalSean. It's pretty easy to remember. Uh, and don't forget our website. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's going to be your one-stop shop for everything that is Go Tell to the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, and you're also going to find links to all those those things I just mentioned, those other platforms. So if you remember nothing else, remember SeanO'RourkeLive.com. And please, please, please check out our Patreon uh, campaign, our Patreon page that is also featured on the website. You're going to find links to it on our other platforms as well. Uh, but that is a place that you can support the podcast financially, uh, get all kinds of good perks through Go Tell It to the Wall. And uh, if you're looking for last minute Christmas gifts, you know, give some people some patronage to Go Tell It to the Wall and they'll get some awesome perks as well. Ah, uh, man. I, like, I've been doing that for years and just, it's like, on this holiday special, I look back and I'm like, man, so many social plugs, hundred and 200 or 200 social, all, all of it, all of it. Make sure you're following. Come on. I'm just wasting my breath here. <laughs> That's another theme for the uh, holiday specials. I tend to have an extra beer before I get into the studio, so I'm a little more buzzed than usual. So it should be extra fun tonight. Uh, speaking of beer, beer this week, I always try to get a holiday winter themed beer, and this one fits the bill. It is a tasty brew from New Belgium Brewing Company out of Colorado, and it is their snow day. Their Snow Day Winter Ale. It's actually a black IPA, interestingly enough. Uh, and I, I believe we've had 
uh, New Belgium on here before the accumulation was was used for one of our holiday specials previously. That is a white IPA. This is a black IPA, which I believe is a bit of a throwback on their part from New Belgium. Uh, it's an old brew they had, and they brought it back recently, and it's actually featured in some of their holiday mixed packs, their winter mixed packs. So check them out if you're a New Belgium fan. I and I, I realize, like, no, please, nobody send me messages. I I know New Belgium just got purchased. Like they're they're gonna be attached to one of the big distributors and and brewers now it's fine we can still enjoy a little new belgium uh, especially the snowdale snow day winter ale which i am thoroughly enjoying hey joan i have a feeling the debates are over because joan has just joined the live feed uh joan is a big supporter of go tell to the wall uh, among many other uh great social uh social i was gonna say social programs but social uh, things that she supports and, and goes out and, and puts a lot of good word out there for. And, uh, and of course, she comes from probably watching the debates to seeing me wearing a ridiculous Santa hat and with bells on it. I know you guys are hearing the bells because I'm hearing them through my monitors. Uh, all right, moving along to the weekly rant. Uh, we're not going to have a weekly rant this week. I, I thought about it, and I was going to rant about holiday stuff and all this. Here's the thing. I, I want everyone to enjoy the holidays. We're going to get into mental health and some stuff, and we're going to talk about uh, kind of some serious sides of the holidays, not to bring everyone down, but just so that people are remembering these things throughout the holidays. However, I'm not going to sit here and rant. What I will say is, is make the most that you can out of the holidays if you're somebody that does celebrate the holidays, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's Kwanzaa. Uh, with, I, there's so many other holidays around this time. Uh, if you celebrate any of those, just take the time uh, to, to reflect on it. And I don't mean that in a weird way, but just reflect on the fact that you're sitting back and, and you're, you have this time, uh, whether it's with your, your family, your extended family, your friends, whatever it might be, uh, just, just take that time because it, it, it can be difficult for a lot of people, myself included, and we'll get into a little bit of that when we get to mental health. Uh, but I don't want to rant about it. I just want to implore you, uh, keep in mind, this is something that not a lot of people think about because Christmas rolls around every year, uh, and, I don't, and I don't want to bring people down again. But think about it. If you live to be 85, that's 85 Christmases. And that's not even 85 Christmases that you remember because you don't remember the first couple of them. You know, first two or three, I would say. I don't know. Maybe by the time you get to three, maybe you're remembering some. But j just cherish it. Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it might be. Uh, and just enjoy that time. Don't put too much stress on yourselves. Uh, and, and just take the time to, to actually enjoy what's happening around you. This is something I struggle with, and we're going to talk about it when we get to mental health. Uh, but I'm not going to rant about it. I just want to want to get put that reminder out there. And don't forget, at the end of this episode, uh, we are, as usual, which has become an annual tradition, we are going to have a reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. I've got my book sitting over here. It's actually my daughter's book that I bought her for her very first Christmas. Uh, so don't forget, that's coming up at the very end of the holiday special this year, uh, as it always does. All right, let's get into some trending on social. This is, of course, going to be mostly holiday-themed, but I did want to bring up one uh, thing that isn't so holiday-themed. It's just, it, well, a couple things that aren't holiday-themed, but but kind of important, uh, and, and I think, uh, oh, thank you, Joan. Joan loves my hat. I'm a big fan of this one. The problem is the, uh, the, uh, the ambient sound, because we get a lot of bells here in the studio when I'm wearing this hat. Uh, thank you. Joan's enjoying my hat. Not... I don't get enough compliments on the hat, so thank you, Joan. I, more people need to recognize that, that I'm wearing a ridiculous hat. I've also got a Nutcracker shirt on for those of you that don't actually watch the live feed or see any of the photos or anything. Uh, so we do get a little ridiculous. But this is something I want to talk about because it came up literally just t today, maybe yesterday. Uh, I think it was yesterday, but it came up this week, and I think it's important to talk about because we always talk about uh, these new policies and stuff when it comes to social platforms. Instagram came out this week, and... And pointed out that they they will be banning uh, any paid sponsored posts pertaining to guns or vaping. Uh, we've talked about this recently when it come, came to like weight loss drugs and stuff, and they were really cracking down on on all of those things. Uh, and and apparently Facebook specifically came out and said this has always been one of their policies. They just haven't been enforcing it as much, and now they are going to enforce it. Uh, so any sponsored ads out there that pertain to vaping. Or guns, uh, which is let, let's just step back for a moment and point out that that they Instagram is saying, well, guns and vaping. Again, we're trying to make these things the same thing. They are nowhere near the same thing at all. Uh, and the other important thing to remember here is we're talking about sponsored ads. So we're talking about people that are getting paid to put this stuff up there. Uh, 
crazy Uncle Jeb down in Alabama, he's still going to be able to post all kinds of stuff about his crazy machine guns and stuff that he has. It, it, people just aren't going to be allowed to post about it and be paid. Those those posts are going to be removed, uh, and that's why we bring it up. You know, and it goes. It, these are things that that really just shouldn't. I you know I. Why are we posting about guns on Instagram? You want to post about hunting rifles and stuff, that's one thing, but just why are, why is this happening? Then again, you can also choose not to uh, not to follow certain accounts. You know, I, I follow some questionable, in finger quotes, but questionable because they involve maybe recreational marijuana. You know, so everyone teach their own, but keep in mind, um, you're, you're going to see, I guess, less of that. I wasn't seeing a lot of sponsored posts regarding guns and, and vaping anyway, and maybe that's just because I don't follow those kinds of accounts, but you're not going to see uh, any more of that moving forward over the next couple of months. They're really, really cracking down on it. That, that's Facebook that's cracking down. I remember, Facebook owns Instagram. I always, I always laugh about this uh, when everyone's like, we're boycotting Facebook. No more Facebook. And then they go, they go over and they post about it on Instagram, and it's like... And I'm not going to sit here and defend Facebook. I never have. I, I, we are currently broadcasting live on Facebook, but I, I, I hold nothing back when it comes to the fact that Facebook doesn't handle things correctly. Uh, but if they own another platform, you can't just assume that they're handling things differently and correctly on that platform and, and be really upset at, at, at the other platform. That's just not how it works. It's the same company. Same damn company. All right, there is a hashtag that's going around right now that is not necessarily holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa themed, but I felt the need to bring it up because it is today. It is today. Today is hashtag National Emo Day. That's right, hashtag National Emo Day. I never went through an emo phase myself, but I know a lot of people out there have, depending on your age and, and style and, and kind of where you grew up and, and what, you're, what you might have been listening to or who you are hanging out with. Maybe you did have an emo phase, and maybe you're still in your emo phase. Maybe you're just emo. I'm all about it. Be emo. I, I don't care. I don't love to... I don't like being sad a lot of times. This is why I listen to like punk ska and not so much emo ska because I, I enjoy being happy. Uh, but shout out to all the emos out there uh, because today is hashtag National Emo Day. Somebody somebody made that up, felt that uh, the, that everyone who's a little emo needed a day. Uh, and of course, it's, it just goes along with My Chemical Romance getting back together and a lot of these more emo pop punk bands that are that are coming back now uh now that we're in this this third fourth wave ska punk right now i think it's third wave a lot of people are calling it fourth wave it's it to me it's third wave i am not going to sit here and argue with you you want to say it's fourth wave that's fine but uh but to me it's 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 third wave we have not we didn't have a third wave everyone likes to pretend we did we didn't we didn't have one that's a lot of people breaking up the 90s and the early 2000s like no 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 that's the same thing like the same bands same thing. Now we're in a new wave, people. Again, I'm not going to argue with anyone. Please don't send me messages like all you crazies out there like to do. I love all you crazies, but sometimes you like to send me messages telling me how wrong I am, and I'm like, it's just I'm just ranting at a wall. I, I'm I don't sit here. There needs to be a dis, a disclaimer at the beginning uh, that these are all my own views, and I'm not the smartest person on the face of the earth. So keep that in mind. Take everything with a grain of salt. I I I'm I I have a ability. To just to just kind of talk out of my ass, but I I I'm not pretending any of it's super intelligent by any means. I'm not saying I'm dumb, but I'm not the most intelligent person out there either. All right, moving along. Here's some hashtags that I've been enjoying, and I just want to run through some of these with you. These are holiday-themed hashtags, uh, and it's funny because when I was looking through the, and and I'll be I'm genuinely honest with all of you out there. I tried to pull a list of Hanukkah hashtags. Do you know what the hash the Hanukkah hashtags are? It's like hashtag Hanukkah. Like, that's it. Like, let's get a little more creative. And it's just, you know, people people aren't running with these things. And, and trust me, I have a lot of friends out there that are always like, well, can I get my Hanukkah stuff? And I get, I get it. I have a good friend, Laura, who as soon as she finds anything Hanukkah, she's like, give it to me. Give it to me. Because she's Jewish. She grew up Jewish. Whenever she finds that stuff, she gets it. It's it's really, the marketplace is really overrun with Christmas stuff. And I and I get it. It's, it's not less respect to other holidays, other religions. It's just the consumerism and the commercialism is really revolving around Christmas. And, and and I'm going to take a moment, all of you out there, you Christians and stuff, that's fine. If you want to celebrate this time of year around the birth of, of, a, of a historical figure, a Bible figure, that's totally fine. But I also appreciate any Christians out there not pushing their agenda on other people this time of year and saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. Remember why we're celebrating Christmas. 
I, I actually do remember why we're celebrating Christmas. Christianity co-opted the winter solstice because it fit into their little narrative and then created Christmas when, in fact, Jesus was actually born in the spring. Do a little research on that. So that's fine. I'm all fine with going to church. You want to go to church and you want to celebrate Christmas. You want to have an Advent wreath and Advent candles. Totally fine. But don't walk up to other people and say, what do you do? What, do, you, do you know the real reason we're celebrating Christmas? Yeah, commercialization in the winter solstice. That's the real reason we're celebrating Christmas. But that's fine. That's fine. Have a nativity scene, all that stuff. Just don't push it on other people. And that, that's my high horse moment <laughs> for this year. I, I feel like I bring this up every holiday special. And, and again, I have no problem. You want, you want to go to church? The Jesus thing, nativity scenes, all this, it's great. My mother's got a giant nativity scene in her front yard. Like that, I'm, I'm all for it, but don't push it on other people and say, no, you're wrong because you're celebrating uh, 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 Santa Claus and everything. Ooh. I know. I <laughs> I enjoyed that one, Joan. Uh, I saw that one. There, That is a new hashtag, which, and thank you for bringing that up. Before I get into these holiday hashtags, I was trying to keep this all holiday themed, uh, but officially the so-called president of the United States was officially impeached by Congress last night. Uh, I wanted to cheer. I just couldn't because I know this, that's about the extent it's going to go. Uh, but I, I did want to bring that up, which and thank you, Joan, for reminding me. And also thank you, Joan, for pointing out that hashtag, uh, hashtag impotus, I-M-P-O-T-U-S. That is the impeached president of the United States. Uh, so that is a hashtag that's flying around right now because uh, the Orange Menace was impeached. And also speaking of Christians, I believe it was Christianity Today or whatever big organization covers a lot of uh, Christians around the United States came out and said that uh, that Donald Trump needs to be removed from office, that he needs to be removed from office. And I'm hoping that all these radical Christians out there that were supporting the Orange Menace uh, get behind that and realize that he does need to be removed from office, whether it's impeached. I, I'm not holding my breath on impeachment. Uh, well, I mean, he is impeached. I'm not holding my breath on him being removed from office because of impeachment. Uh, but less than a year from now, got to be removed from office. In fact, I picked up I picked up a nice new T-shirt uh, from the Barstool Preachers recently, ordered it. And it says, bring on 2020. On the back, it says, don't let the door hit you on, hit you on the way out. And it's all about uh, getting these ridiculous politicians out of there. Unfortunately for the Barstool Preachers, they are going to go back to their home country and still deal with, with that Boris moron that's over there. Uh, but we, we still have a chance to, uh, to avoid another four years of, of madness, of absolute madness. And that, that's what we have to do, whether he is removed after impe- through impeachment right now uh, or we remove him at the polls. He... he has to be removed. Has to be removed. I don't care where you stand on this. I'm. This, this is nothing. This is like everything else is is nothing compared to this. Nothing. I I know there's a lot of bad things that other presidents have done. And that for me personally, that pales in comparison to what uh, what the Orange Menace has been doing to our country. It absolutely pales in comparison. All right, let's move along to these funny Christmas hashtags. These are ones that have been floating around there. I've actually got 50 of them sitting right here in front of me, but I just want to share a few of them with you that made me laugh. Uh, Yule, hashtag Yule love these, and it's spelled like uh, Yule, log, Yule log, you know, Yule log. Uh, and speaking of which, I, I didn't remember to put it in parenting, but if you have Netflix and you have young kids at home who happen to be Frozen fans, there's actually a Yule log uh, in the Frozen castle that you can pull up on Netflix. And, like, if you're going to put up a Yule log and your kids are into Frozen, use that one. That's what I'm going to be using on Christmas morning because my kid loves Frozen. Uh, another one of these, hashtag snow much. I don't know why I enjoyed that so much. Hashtag snow much, but I did enjoy that one. Uh, <laughs> that one's no good. And where was where was the other ones? No. I, this one I did I did enjoy. Hashtag I say potato, you say yam. Hashtag I say potato, you say yam. I say sweet potatoes, but my it's funny, and I don't even get that from my family. My mother says yams. Uh, this one I really enjoyed as a a Christmas holiday hashtag, and it's hashtag wake and bake. I'll tell you, in my younger years, and I'm a huge, I'm a very big proponent of medical marijuana as well as recreational marijuana. I am a, I am a user myself. However, this wake and bake stuff that that's for the kids. Uh, I, but I do remember my my in my twenties enjoying some Christmas mornings by going outside and and maybe having a little joint before uh, before Christmas breakfast or opening some presents. Uh, hashtag don't eat the eat the tinsel. I didn't know people ate the tinsel. Uh, hashtag my best elfie. 
Elfie. I'm not a big fan of selfies, but I do like that one. Uh, this one I did enjoy. Hashtag all I want for Christmas is you, and it's E-W-E, like you, like, uh, what's that, a deer? I believe it's a deer. Uh, and this <laughs> this one I enjoyed the most, and I will, no, there's two that I enjoyed the most, but I, I will give you one of them uh, and with a caveat that I've, n- I've actually never seen this movie. My wife, and she forgets every year, and my wife goes, you haven't seen that movie. Uh, and it's hashtag this isn't love actually. Uh, but this is probably my absolute favorite of the holiday hashtags that I was digging up today. Uh, and that is hashtag how are Harry and Marv not dead? <laughs> hashtag how are Harry and Marv not dead? Uh, I was young enough but old enough when Home Alone came out in the 90s. Like young enough to go to the theater and enjoy it and, and just from a kind of ignorant standpoint. But I remember even at, at my age in the early 90s, which I, I was probably 10, 10 years old. I'm, I'm young in comparison to a lot of people that you come across. Uh, I, even myself walking out of the theater, I remember thinking like, that's crazy. That that's absolutely ridiculous that this many, that many things happened to Harry and Marv, uh, and, and they just kind of walked away from it. Uh, specifically stepping on a nail. I have stepped on a nail and, uh, man, that's not fun when the nail goes straight through your foot, but they, they survived it. All right, moving along here. Let's move on to some entertainment news. That's right. I told you we're going a little short tonight because it is the holiday special, and I'm looking forward to a little holiday break here. Uh, entertainment news, Hallmark Channel. Remember we talked about the Hallmark Channel in the last episode uh, and the the one million moms who came out and signed a petition and said that they were boycotting the Hallmark Channel because they had a an ad campaign. Uh, one of one of the ads featured a same-sex couple kissing right after they got married or right as they're getting married. I didn't see the commercial, not because I was offended by the commercial, but simply I don't have the Hallmark Channel. I don't have cable in my house, for God's sake. Uh, I don't even know how you get the Hallmark Channel. Through cable, I assume. Uh, and so, of course, like it, 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 it really kind of snowballed from there. Yes, pun intended. Snowballed from there. And what happened was Zola, the company that was advertising through Hallmark... So Hallmark Channel came out and said... Okay, we are going to censor these. Any kissing in ads will be censored out, which essentially was a response uh, to the boycott brought about by One Million Moms and and really handcuffing Zola. Uh, so Zola then came out and said, "We are not going. We're going to pull all of our advertising because you're not showing our ads the way they're supposed to be shown." All this stuff has happened since last week when I first talked about this story. Well, then, sure enough. Less than a day later, Hallmark Channel came out and said, you know what, we're going to run the ads anyway because they were responding to the outcry uh, from everyone else. What I really want to unpack about this and point out here, and th- this this gives me hope. This, this, it seems so simple and so minimal, but it gives me hope. One million moms made some noise and did make something happen. However, when it got past that past the idiots, past the ignorance, and we all were able to step back and look at it and see what Hallmark Channel was doing, they had to respond to all the critics that were out there saying, this is wrong, Hallmark Channel, that you have censored this, and good on you, Zola, for pulling the ads and knowing that they're not showing your correct ads, and they're literally censoring you, censoring you in a bad way. I'm not a big fan of censorship in general, but I do recognize that censorship is needed at times. I don't want my daughter watching crazy things like at three o'clock on a, on a Wednesday, you know, my daughter doesn't watch a lot of television to begin with, but mostly PBS. So she's not getting those things, but still, I don't want to see those things. It happens on the radio. Jesus Christ. You listen to sports radio these days and it's like, Oh, you have EDD, all this stuff. And it's like, no, I don't need, my daughter doesn't need to, what's EDD daddy. And it's fine. I understand people suffer from EDD, but there, you know, that does stuff like that doesn't need to be in kids shows. This kind of censorship is, is absolutely the kind that I am opposed to. And it gives me hope because there are people out there that that made noise and they made a difference in this situation and their noise was louder than one million moms, which gives me hope for this country, for this world and for our society in general. Jesus Christ. Speaking of which, if oh, miss, oh, we're going to save that. We're on entertainment news. Mr. Robot. Holy Jesus Christ. They hit me this week. They hit me in all the fields. I, I cried and I laughed and I tell you, I want to, if you're a Mr. Robot fan, I'm not going to spoil anything. You know we, I'm a big fan of Mr. Robot. We talk about it on the show. Uh, that monologue, uh, in, in, and there's no spoilers. No spoilers. There's there's a, a monologue response from Elliot, the main character, uh, to another character that happened in the last episode. And I, I, I 
I kind of want it recorded, and I just want to wake up every morning and listen to Elliot's monologue, uh, Rami Malek. I want to listen to it. It's fantastic. If you're not caught up with Mr. Robot, make sure uh, you get caught up as, as soon as you can, because that was a fantastic episode. And if you haven't watched any, like I've said so many times on this podcast, uh, get to watch Mr. Robot, because it's the best best show on television. And to finish that up, good on you. Uh, everyone out there that was giving Hallmark Channel a hard time on this. I'm not going to say good on you, Hallmark, for reversing course because you shouldn't have done this in the first place, but good on everyone out there uh, that was making a stink and making their voices heard uh, to, to get this positive change. You know, weirdly a change, but because it was happening, and then over the course of a couple days it didn't happen, it happened again, and, and the, that's the positive change, I guess. Uh, really reverting back to what how we should just all live respecting one another and respecting the fact that there are same-sex couples out there and uh, that we have our differences, but that can be okay. Love to you too, Joan. Uh, Hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon. Uh, Joan is out there in Arizona, but please, please, next time you're in town, love you so much and thank you as always um, for supporting and happy holidays uh, to you and and to Maya and everyone else around you. Um, All right, let's move along here. The top 20 best-selling Christmas songs of all time. That's right, the top 20 best-selling Christmas songs of all time. I want to point out, these are the best-selling, best-selling Christmas songs of all time. These aren't the best Christmas songs. Uh, And you're going to see it, you're going to hear exactly what I'm talking about when I get to one of these. Um, And these would be sales. Like, some of these songs have gone platinum, like, I don't know if they're platinum, but silver and gold and gold records and everything else. So I'm actually going to run through these. These are uh, 20, and I might have a little couple things to talk about, but not really. Uh, number 20, this one's for the children slash funky, funky Christmas. New Kids on the Block. This is one of my wife's personal favorite Christmas songs, uh, and I, I do appreciate it to an extent. Number 19, Christmas, Baby Please Come Home by Mariah Carey. Yeah, you know where this one's going, wall fans. Uh, 18, This Christmas by Chris Brown. This Christmas, I don't know. That's an older song by Chris Brown, and that's the one. Uh, Last Christmas by Wham. Totally get that. Number 16, Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. That is a fantastic classic Christmas song. Number 15, Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Also a fantastic Christmas song. Number 14, the the Chipmunk song, Christmas Don't Be Late by the Chipmunks. Good Lord, makes me want to shoot myself in the head. Uh, Number 13, Christmas Canon by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Personally, I will take some Mannheim over some Trans-Siberian, but I respect to Trans-Siberian. Where Are You? Number 12, Where Are You Christmas by Faith Hill. Uh, Number 11, Christmas Time is Here by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. This is the original Christmas Time is Here. I believe the original uh, Christmas Time is Here. Number 10, Blue Christmas, Santa Claus is Back in Town by Elvis Presley. Definitely a classic. Uh, number nine, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Uh, I got to be honest with, I got a nice little tidbit in the middle of this for all of you out there. Uh, my, this song came up on our Google, our Google Home. We listen to a lot of, we listen to music through Google Home, but we're listening to Christmas music lately. Uh, my daughter actually thought that Brenda Lee was Amy Interrupter from the Interrupters. Nice little funny tidbit there. And as I was listening, I was like, oh, you're, yeah, no. And I, I know they're different, but I like I could see how a three-year-old could confuse them. Uh, number eight, Mary Did You Know by Pentatonix. I don't know that song at all. I do know Pentatonix. Uh, number seven, Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. This is Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Again, like I said, I'd take some Mannheim, but I do respect some Trans-Siberian. Number six, Do You Want to Build a Snowman by Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell did not write that song. I don't know why they don't they they don't have the writer on there. She sang the song. I don't have the writers in front of me. Usually I do know those. Uh, number five, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. You can see now we're getting into more recent stuff. Uh, number four, Do They Know It's Christmas? By Band-Aid, that is a fantastic 80s Christmas song. Uh, number four, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, that would be the Gene Autry version. I, I'm not a big country fan, but I do like some Gene Autry. Number three, and I feel the need to point out these are the best-selling Christmas songs of all time. Best-selling, not best, best-sounding, best, least annoying Best-selling Christmas songs of all time. So number three is, of course, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Good Lord, I'm so tired of that song. And here we go, getting to the good old classics. Number two, Silent Night by Bing Crosby. And number one, White Christmas by Bing Crosby. You gotta love some Bing Crosby, man. You just, you, you have to. You have to. 
But then, of course, I want to give out my top holiday songs. As I said, I enjoy some Mannheim Steamroller very, very much so. Uh, Deck the Halls, Hallelujah. Uh, there's some other great songs from Mannheim. So I will uh, upbeat Mannheim music would be one of my top five. Uh, Carol of the Bells would be another one of my top five. Good King Wenceslas. Uh, would be another one of my top five. That would cover my classic Christmas songs. And then, of course, you know we get a little punk ska here. So my to round out my top five would be uh, Oi to the World, my No Doubt, possibly my favorite Christmas song of all time. Uh, and then the other one, which you, just, you, you can't let Christmas go by without listening to this song, and that would be Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. That's right, Christmas Rapping by the Waitresses. That song's been around a long, long time, and it is still fantastic. Still fantastic. So check those out. An honorable mention for me personally uh, would be Father Christmas, which uh, I believe, I can never remember who did it originally. I believe the Kinks did it originally. There's a lot of versions out there of it. Reliant K uh, is one that I personally have in my collection. They're a more recent uh, punk rock band that's been around, but I believe the Kinks did it originally. See, if I if I prepped for the holiday special more, I would have had that in front of me, but uh, we do minimal prep here. It's all about having a happy holiday and, and, and spending some time here in the studio with you for the last time in 2019. All right, speaking of more lists, not that I said anything about lists, but that's a good way to segue things and just make up stuff and pretend you were talking about something. So speaking of lists... I actually found here something interesting. We've done this for Halloween. We never did it for Christmas. And this is America's favorite Christmas candy uh, by state, according to state. So I'm not going to run through all 50 states. I will tell you because, of course, we broadcast from California here in Highland Park, which is a uh, part of Los Angeles, California. So the number one candy in California is Reese's Mini cups that's right and this is probably one of my personal favorite uh holiday candies that one and peppermint bark is another one of my favorite and i will i, I found this interesting that I, when i looked it up today uh that uh that actually there are two states maybe more no there are more than two states but one of the other states that has reese's cup minis as their number one candy is illinois so of course uh, the two states that I have spent every single Christmas of my entire life uh, both have my favorite, personal favorite candy. Now, the state I was personally born in, uh, Florida, Snickers. I don't know why that is. And here, here's the craziness of Florida. Like, get some holiday. And that's the thing. I won't even get on Michigan for reindeer corn being their, their number one uh, holiday candy. That's essentially, it's candy corn, but it's Christmas-themed candy corn. Uh, for Florida, yes, I was born in Florida. I know people are like, you were born in Florida. Yes, the only good thing to come out of Florida. I was born there. Uh, the number one Christmas candy, again, Christmas candy in Florida, is Snickers. You know what number two is behind that? Skittles. And number three is M&M's. Like, at least make it a holiday candle, candy. Come on, Floridians. What the hell? Like, no, we just, we go down to 7-Eleven, we get a bunch of Snickers, and that's what we have for, for Christmas. Jesus Christ. And that's the two F-bombs for the holiday special. I whispered them, so uh, so hopefully your children didn't hear. <laughs> I stopped drinking this beer. Uh, but let me give you a couple other big ones. See, the thing is, Reese's Mini Cups, Minnesota, Texas, Oregon, Washington, Indiana, North Dakota, Minnesota. So many of these. See, New York, Snickers. Like have some have some creativity, but so many so many Reese's mini cups. I love the Reese's mini cups. I'm all about the Reese's mini cups. Uh, so I'm glad that that is a a a big, big loved candy in a lot of states around the country. All right, <clears throat> I need a moment here. Of course, I just clear my throat into the mic. Like you can tell, I've it's it's I'm like ready. I'm done with 2019 at this point. All right, some parenting. Uh, I do want to get serious here for a second. Um, I do want to get serious because there was a story that came out uh, about a young boy who is in a domestic violence shelter, and he wrote a letter to Santa. And the main thing he asked Santa for was a very, very good dad. Now, this boy had unfortunately, his mother had to pull him out of the house with an abusive father and actually had written specifically in the letter how his father got mad all the time and how his father got everything that he wanted. 
Uh, and the young boy just, just wanted a very, very good dad. And he wanted to feel safe again. And he tells Santa how he's worried. He, he, he's afraid to talk to anybody in the shelter. Doesn't know what's going to happen next. Uh, and he did ask for a couple of other things. And he asked for like a watch and a compass. And things that we take for granted. A lot of us out there. You know, and my daughter is a perfect example. We've been walking around stores lately. I want this for Christmas. I want this. You got to ask Santa. Uh, Come Christmas morning, she's going to get a lot of those things. Not going to get all of them. She's going to get a lot of them. But there's so many kids out there that aren't getting these things. And not only are they not getting these things, but some children don't get to, they don't have a home for the holidays. They don't have parents that love them. I mean, they have parents that love them, but they may have parents that are abusive. You know, fortunately, this young boy has a mother that loves him. Uh, and, and, and also fortunately got him out of that situation. But I bring this up in parenting, uh, so that all of you can keep that in mind. This poor young boy is scared at Christmas. This poor young boy, uh, had to be pulled out of a home with, where there was an abusive father. Not all kids have it the way lots of us out there had it as kids. Now, granted, I had an abusive biological father. I, I, I know that partially, but not to the, this extent. My mother never had to pull us to a domestic abuse shelter or anything like that. And it's important to remember these things, especially all year, throughout your entire life, but especially around the holidays. And that's actually a line from Father Christmas. Uh, remember the kids who have nothing while you're drinking, drinking down your wine. And I'll be drinking some wine on Christmas. But I like to think I'm, I'm going to remember these kids. That not, all the, not everyone out there, not, all, not just kids, but adults. Not everyone has it so great at the holidays. Not everyone has it so easy at the holidays. So remember kids like this poor boy. And if you have more than you need, help others out there. Please do. In fact, if you have more than you need at this time of year, and you know somebody out there that maybe is struggling like this, and that dollar that you might have given to Patreon, that $5 that you might have given to Patreon, give it to them at this time of year. As much as I like to have patrons and I like to keep this studio running, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. If you have a choice between giving a, a needy kid a gift and, and supporting us financially, you should be giving the needy kid a gift. Without question. We'll still be here. We'll still be here. So don't worry about that. But remember those kids. Remember those other adults. Remember those people that are going to a, that are uh, heading to a soup kitchen. Remember those people that are getting uh, meal support from from other organizations so that they're able to feed their family at this time of year. Remember those people. And if you're one of those people, know that there's others out there that do want to help. That absolutely do want to help. I've never been there personally. Uh, in that way that, that we just didn't have, I mean, now I've talked about it on the podcast. We didn't have a lot of money, uh, but my parents made it work. My mother and then, and, and then my father, uh, when, when he came into the picture, my, my father, not my biological, my dad, not my biological father, uh, you know, they, they made it great for us. They really did. They, they sacrificed to make it great for us. And there's some pe- parents out there that can't, that really can't. And I've never had to experience, luckily for me, I've never had to experience meal boxes, and stuff like that. I've come close. When my parents lost their house in 2003, uh, you know, we did get some support from other organizations. Really, my parents did. Uh, you know, but I got a couple Christmas gifts replacing things that had burned in a fire, uh, notably nutcrackers and stuff. You know, but there are people out there that have to deal with that every year, every Christmas. So keep that in mind. And if you have more than you need, like I said, help out others. Help out others. Absolutely. All right, speaking of uh, helping out others and kids, I do want to point this out. Uh, for everyone on the live feed, I'm going to I'm gonna show it to everyone. This is probably the greatest advent calendar that I've seen, depending on the age of your kids. Uh, so a little tip out there. If you have kids like probably age 5 and under, it's a little late this year. Uh, but if you have kids like 5 and under, Fisher-Price makes a little people advent calendar. So 24 little people opening up one each day. Uh, and I will tell you, it's a little pricey if you get it full price, but Amazon had them like half price through one of their little sales like right after Thanksgiving. 15 bucks for 24 little people. And the thing, my, my kid's been loving it. 
loving it absolutely every day she's opening a new thing a new little person and eh, little like little people and little people accessories if, if you're not and for those of you not familiar i'm not talking about little people like people i'm talking about the little people which are little toys that fisher price makes and there's little activity sets and all kinds of stuff uh so you pull them out of the the advent calendar itself there so look at look check out look out for that if uh if you're a parent and you're looking for an advent calendar uh obviously i can't do it again next year because my kids already done it unless they make a new one uh, but but definitely one of the best advent calendars i've ever seen and really for, for the value that's what i said to my wife i was like we paid 15 dollars for this and it's 24 little people uh, little people there. It's not a, it's not an expensive toy, but it's not cheap either. I think, you know, if you go into the store and you try to buy like a set of five little people, it's going to cost you like 10 bucks anyway. It's really well worth it. Like just get the damn calendar. They're going to get some little people and they're having an advent calendar. Why not? In fact, I was walking through sprouts the other day and they had, uh, like a Melissa and Doug calendar, advent calendar. And it was like 25 bucks. And then they had a chocolate, just one of those chocolate ones. And it was like 12 bucks. I was like, I paid $3 more for little, like actual things, not just candy that my kids are just going to eat and you know, whatever else. All right. Let's talk about some top toys, top toys. That's right. Again, this year, which I believe was the same thing as last year. It has been for maybe the last year, or the year before, uh, pretty much the number one thing is an LOL surprise. These are those like surprise dolls that you open up and they're still so popular. In fact, I was at Target a couple weeks ago and this this older lady, I don't think she understood how things work. Uh, she picked, and I'm not talking about a huge display, but the thing was probably like, you know, a foot across and like a foot and a half tall. She pulls, like brings up this giant, this giant, giant finger quotes. I'm not saying it's gi- like, not just like she's dragging this thing. She's able to carry it. Uh, with all these LOL surprise things, it's like they're like bigger eggs. If you've never seen these things, my kid's too young for them. We haven't gotten any of these. Um, oh yeah, that's, I'm actually looking at it right in front of me. This was the number one toy in 2017. Last year was the Fingerlings, if if I remember correctly. So one brings it up there, and I think she was reading the price of just one of the LOL surprise eggs, and she thought that was the price for the entire display of the LOL eggs. And it's funny, I'm like two people behind her, and she's she's like, oh, can you scan that? And she's like. She was confused by the price, and she asked, and, and the guy was like, no, 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 that's the price for one. There's a bunch of them in here. You pull one out, and she's like, oh, no, thank you. I don't want it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's just probably a grandparent just trying to hook up her grandkids. I get it. Uh, another one of the top toys this year is, a, is there's a Playmobil Crystal Palace. I really like this because I'm a big Playmobil fan, I think, uh, I, I, I'm glad they're they're making a little bit of a comeback. I had those as a kid myself. My, me and my all my cousins played with them. I had a bunch of them at my, my grandmother's house. Uh, we have a Paw Patrol jet that's on there. This other one I really like is a Lego Mars Research Shuttle. Uh, NASA has been partnering with a couple other companies. Um, specifically, Peanuts is one of them, but also with Lego. They have they've been partnering, um, and and it's great to see. I'm a big Lego fan. I was as a kid, still am today. I don't build a bunch of Legos. I just don't have the time. But it's great to see uh, they're they're adding an even more educational aspect uh, to the Legos. Uh, and of course, we're seeing scooters. Uh, we're seeing oh, the Hatchimals are still quite popular this year. And of course, the Mr. Potato Head uh, is becoming popular again. I think this has a lot to do with the newest Toy Story that has come out. Uh, and we are still seeing lots and lots of Play-Doh, which I really appreciate. My kid loves Play-Doh. My three-year-old still loves Play-Doh. Play-Doh's been around forever. It's fantastic. Uh, hot little tidbit for you. Did you know Play-Doh was not originally invented as a toy? Not invented it as, as a toy. It was actually invented to remove wallpaper. It was, it was supposed to be a clay that you used to like stick on the wall and remove wallpaper as you're peeling wallpaper and you remove all the junk. Uh, and then kids started playing with it, and sure enough, it took off as a toy, so they got, the Play-Doh people got into the toy market. It's amazing. Absolutely, it's just a fun little tidbit. Uh, tell your relatives on Christmas <laughs> or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. Tell your, tell your relatives these holidays uh, that you have a weird little tidbit of information about Play-Doh. All right, let's talk about some mental health here. Uh, this is the one I, I don't want to say I've been dreading it, but I, I knew we had to talk about it. Uh, when it comes to mental health, the holidays can be tough, tough for many people out there. And in fact, I, I'm personally one of those, that the holidays can be tough. And it's not so much that I hate the holidays or dislike the holidays. Uh, what I dislike is the pressure. But what happens is a lot of people think that I 
hate the holidays, that I hate Christmas, that I hate dealing with all this. I don't love the consumerism, but I, I actually really enjoy the holidays. The problem for me uh, is my mental illness. There's so much pressure around the holidays, the expectations, the family, the traditions. Now with a three-year-old at home trying to make everything perfect for her. And so what happens is subconsciously, I lash out in a way. And I think that happens with a lot of people that you may know in your life. Maybe you have a relative, a friend, who you, th- you just go, oh, they, they just hate the holidays. That may not be the case. For me, people think I dislike the holidays. That is not the case at all. I love the holidays. I wish the, the holidays and, and, and this holiday music and lights and, and people being nice to each other, not so much the gift buying, but people being nice to each other and getting together. I, I wish we could have two, three months of it, personally. But it's the pressure of it. It is the pressure of it. And especially for someone that is suffering from a mental illness, whatever that mental illness might be. For me, it's obsessive compulsive disorder. So you know I'm just I'm just screwed. I'm just screwed. Everything is tough for me around this time. I put on a happy face. I do my best. I try to make it great for my, my kid, my family, my wife, my parents, everyone around me. And I am enjoying it. But then half of me is not enjoying it because of the pressure. Because I know it's going to end. I said at the top of the episode, you only get like 80 of these, man. It seems like a lot, but it's not. We take it for granted because it happens every year. It's just 80 of them. 80 plus if you're lucky. Less than 80 if you're unlucky. That's how many you get. So that's the pressure for people that deal with mental health problems, with mental illness. That's what they're dealing with. And I want you to keep that in mind. Because, like I said, you might have a relative or a friend. Maybe that grumpy uncle of yours that you see every every year on Christmas or Hanukkah, whatever it might be. Step back and think about that. Look at him or her. Maybe you have an aunt, some friends, whatever. Look at them. And realize, that is it that they hate it? Or is it just the pressure that's getting to them? And if you realize it's the pressure, it's because people do hate the holidays. I get it. People, There are some people out there that actually hate it. If it, if, if it is the pressure, you know, talk to them. You can be an advocate there. You can be helpful there. My wife is a huge help this time of year. And it's not all doom and gloom. I love it. I'm up here putting Christmas lights around the house. My wife's programming the Google Home to make the Christmas tree and the lights and everything do stuff while I'm hanging from the roof. <laughs> She's talking to a computer while I'm hanging from the roof, staple gun. <laughs> That's, but I, I love it. But it can be tough. And I say this about mental illness in general, but I guarantee there's someone in your life that maybe lashes out. Maybe you think they hate it, but they don't actually hate it. They just love it so much that it's tough. That's tough for them. Uh, I spent 18 Christmases in Chicago for Christmas. Because, you know, I grew up celebrating Christmas. Uh, there was uh, There was probably five to seven of those Christmases that were very, very tough for me. Uh, as a kid. As a young child, where I didn't want to leave Chicago, I didn't want Christmas to be over. And I know I'm not the only one out there. So keep that in mind, wall fans, common sensors. Keep that in mind. All right, some tech news. We're going to move into some tech news here. I, this was going to be a short show. Why does this always happen? Like, I, and that's the funny thing is I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to here and here and here. I don't even have enough stuff to do an hour. And it's 48 minutes in. All right, tech news. Alexa has a new feature that you might not be familiar with. Uh, it's it, it's actually a great feature for breaking up holiday fights. It's it's a feature that will help to change the subject. Uh, and and Amazon did some research and found that a lot of holiday arguments and such among family happen around 6:30 on uh, Christmas Day. I don't know how the hell they figured that out. Actually, I do. It's because they're all listening on the Alexa. <laughs> That's what Amazon's like. Uh, check all the the uh, the Alexa devices. Uh, when were families fighting the most? Oh, 6.30. Perfect. No, I, I'm joking, but that probably is what happened. Uh, and so they've created this feature where you can talk to your Alexa and you can say, uh, I'm not going to say it. You can you can say, the command word. Uh, change the subject. And then it will it will actually change the subject to, which <laughs> I got to be honest, it's, it's funny. Because uh, I was looking through this, and it's like, it'll change the subject to, like, what could blah, blah, blah. And one of them was, like, 
Um, oh, that's what it was. It was like, it could ask you, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And I was like, you're, you're ending one argument for another there, most likely, because that's a very divisive subject. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, personally. It's a Christmas movie. I think it's a Christmas movie. I've always watched it around Christmas. It's a Christmas movie to me. Uh, but this could be a good feature if you have an Echo in your home, and especially if you're going to have uh, family over for the holidays. Just use that, and the, the Alexa will start talking to you and will hopefully change the subject to make your holiday a little brighter and a little less argumentative. You don't want to argue on the holidays. It happens, but you don't want to argue on the holidays. All right, a little more tech here. I want to talk about the top tech gifts uh, for 2019, and I'm not going to run through all of these, but I will tell you this is according to today.com. Uh, one of the best-selling tech gifts is the Amazon Smart Plug uh, we have smart plugs in the house. I don't believe they are Amazon brand, but we do have smart plugs. A lot of portable speakers on there as well that are hot items this year. Uh, oh, this is a cool. This is the one I wanted to bring up. This is also could have gone into parenting. There's a stroller hook charger. So if you're a parent, you've probably seen these stroller hooks that that they sell to to hang on your stroller. Uh, and this one actually has a charger built into it, which could be pretty useful. I I see that. Uh, and we're seeing a lot of wireless chargers, tablets, uh, and and action cameras, which we get a lot of. Uh, and then there's also the expandable flash drives, which have been popular for a couple of years now uh, that you can plug into your iPhone and other phones, depending what phone you have, and you're able to have a little more memory on your phone, able to transfer stuff and, and do all the good good things with with expanded memory on your iPhone or other devices. All right, I want to, uh, I got a couple more things to talk about here. This one, this has nothing to do with the holidays, except that it happened recently, but it does harken back to what I was talking about with Axe Body Spray. So apparently there was a man in the United Kingdom, actually specifically in Halifax, England. He was rushed to the hospital on Monday morning after his car unexpectedly exploded. Uh, after a little bit of investigation, they realized that the man had sprayed himself with a bunch of body spray and then lit a cigarette as he was getting into his car. And of course that caught the gasoline fumes on fire and started an explosion within his car. And he is currently in the hospital. I believe he is going to survive. Nonetheless, he is currently in the hospital. And what is the important thing here? What is the moral of the story? What is the lesson we should all be learning from this? It's the same lesson I talked about last week. Nobody should be wearing body spray. Put it away. Go check your children's rooms, especially if you have like 12 to 15-year-old boys at home. Get those all out of the room. Do a search. Just You can leave the marijuana there, but get the damn axe body spray out of there because not only is it bad for like to be wearing it because it's terrible, like be a civilized human being, uh, but it can also cause respiratory problems as we learned last week. Or your freaking car can explode. Don't wear body spray. Don't buy it. Don't have it in your house. It's dangerous and it's not good for anybody. Nobody. Even the bells think it's bad. Ugh. All right. I had this note to talk about uh, holiday traditions. And I'm not going to get into specifics. But I, 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 I want to take, take a moment uh, to just point out to all of you that we all grew up with these holiday traditions. I grew up with these huge extended family Christmases. All kinds of craziness that that then kind of, you know, chiseled down over the years as I got to be a teenager, and then as I got to college, I wasn't going back to Chicago. Much smaller family Christmases, uh, and and some sometimes traditions can be carried on, sometimes they're not. But I bring this up because I encourage you to not necessarily get rid of your traditions, uh, and not necessarily hold on for dear life to your traditions, but. Families change. Families evolve. My daughter wasn't alive four years ago. I was in Connecticut for Christmas four years ago. Ever since she was born, we have created new traditions here. So take those traditions that you grew up with, maybe your partner grew up with, your, your, your friends grew up with, and incorporate those to create new traditions. Because if we stop creating new traditions, eventually we're all just going to get down to one one tradition, and we all do the same goddamn thing every freaking year. So I think it's important to keep in mind. All right, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. We've reached the portion of the episode in the time of year where we will get into 
And don't and and we there's going to be thank yous and stuff after this. Uh, but we will get into the annual reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas, and I'm going to do my best to read it without my glasses. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds with visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away from the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave luster of midday to objects below, when what to my wandering eyes would appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to, up to the housetop the coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of his pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk, and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. This is a time every year I like to take a moment and, and thank all of you out there. Uh, an extra special thank you to, to my wife, Diana. Uh, who who puts up with all this madness, puts up with my craziness in general, but definitely my craziness when it comes to Go Tell Us the Wall. Also, my daughter, uh, who often comes in the studio and drives me nuts, but but as a three-year-old, supports me as much as she can and, and, and loves the fact that we have a studio and she can come in here and sit and play around. Uh, and, of course, equally as important uh, to Chris and Bridget Hassong, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year. Uh, you know I will be seeing you personally, but I, this is when I take the time uh, to thank you for thank you both for all that you do uh, to support the podcast, to keep it going, to 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 share uh, and tell everyone about it, and and especially Bridget for uh, keeping me in line, in line at times because it, it's very much needed. Uh, and to all of our wall supporters, uh, uh, to my parents as well, who who not only um, support me emotionally uh, but have supported the podcast financially, uh, and and to all of you out there. Uh, that listen, that take take the time every week, take an hour out of your out of your busy schedule every week, uh, to listen to me rant at a wall, uh, and and do what I do, and and all of you out there that share and tell other people, and it's funny I was at a I was at a party a week ago and and a friend of mine started just started talking rant not random but other people about the podcast and suddenly became my hype man for like a few minutes there, uh, so thank you to all of you that do that out there to keep this going uh this is the third this is at least the third holiday special this is the fourth holidays that that we have been doing um this go tell it to the wall this podcast this channel is everything else 
Uh, I, I'm amazed year after year at how much we we grow, uh, and 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 how how I don't want to say how often, but th- just those times where I get that message and and somebody's either been touched or you know by something we say or or learned something new or, or just just laughed, just laughed. Uh, these are the most important things to me. Uh, it, it, is all of you out there letting me me come into your lives, to your house, to your car, to your headphones, whatever it might be, uh, once a week, every week, uh, and and that you continue to come back, because that's that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me running, uh, especially when it comes to mental health stuff, and to be able to tell my story, and to hopefully be able to help. You know, I get these messages occasionally as well through the website, and people are saying, you know, I. I thought I was alone. I thought I was the only one that felt that way. But you're not. And this is the time of year I reflect on those things and I think about it. And I'm just so grateful to all of you out there uh, for for listening and being there and supporting. And here's to a great new year in 2020. Good Lord, we're finishing out another decade here. Getting old, man. Uh, and and here's to to great changes and great compassion, and great understanding, and great conversations in 2020, because that's where we're headed. Uh, and at this point, I think we can only we can only go up from here as a society. And now's the time to start making that move, continue making that move, and do better, be better in 2020. On that note, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, social media world, happy holidays to all of you. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus. Apologies for anything else I'm forgetting. Uh, and, and thank you all for listening. We will see you in 2020. We'll be back in January. That's right. This is the last show of 2019. So look forward to some great, great, big things coming in 2020. Uh, Because they're actually coming. Got some big announcements coming in January, so look forward to that. And thank you, thank you to all of you. Uh, Happy holidays, happy new year, and we will see you in 2020. And don't forget, during this holiday season, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.